Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. My name is Eugene Bach and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of China. Today I'm so excited to be doing this podcast live from a Tibetan stronghold area. Right in the middle of doing our 30-day prayer guide. Now during this 30 days, we are walking you through some of the darkest parts of Tibetan Buddhism. And we are asking you to pray together with us, but not just any prayer, not just generic prayer, but intelligent prayer, prayer that is educated in the strongholds of Tibetan Buddhism and what that means and how you can specifically pray for the release of those that have been enslaved by Buddhism. Today is day eight. During day eight, we have entitled this day, Silent Cries in the House of Buddha. I wanted to do this podcast specifically from a Buddhist area. So this is not done in a insulated environment. I'm not doing it in a hotel in New York City. I am in the middle of Buddhist country, the hometown of the Dalai Lama. So therefore, I think that it's appropriate that I do as many of these days of prayer as possible from this very region as you join us. As you join to pray for those that are enslaved in Tibetan Buddhism. Today, day eight. Silent cries in the house of Buddha. A small percentage of Buddhist monks chose Buddhism. For most of them, it was chosen for them. Most Tibetan monasteries also function as homes for very young children. It is a cultural practice for Tibetans to send little boys between the ages of 6 and 12 to serve in the monasteries. Buddhists believe it is important that they are sent at the youngest age possible before they have been tainted with the idea of sexual relations with girls. Of course, it is not important that children themselves think of the idea. They have no say in the matter. Many come because they are orphaned because their families are too poor to care for them, or because of the devout religious belief of their own parents. Monasteries are not child-friendly. They are not going to Disneyland where an imagination will be stimulated and their needs will be looked after. They are servants, and they are meant to serve the older monks in every way. The abuse that these children endure is not well documented because of the secrecy behind the walls. But those who have been brave enough to speak out do not paint a pretty scene. If children try to run away and escape the monastery, they're repatriated back to the monastery, and the punishment that they receive upon return can be harsh. The struggle for modern Tibet, the autobiography of Tashi Tusring, gives a first-hand account of abusive treatment at the hands of Tibetan monks. 
Tessering was a Tibetan who was taken to a monastery and forced at a young age to be in the Dalai Lama's personal dance troupe. Yes, the Dalai Lama's personal dance troupe. He was repeatedly beaten by his teachers and then was offered protection from the beatings if he would agree to be a sexual servant for the monks. These harmful practices are widespread, even in the most famous of monasteries. Ruben Dirksen, a well-known Dutch reincarnate lama, shared about the three years he spent in a monastery as a child. He said that beating children was a daily practice. Quote, I met Richard Gere and Steven Seagal, and they didn't see any of this. End quote, he said. When celebrities or outsiders are around, you don't beat kids, he said. The stories of institutional child abuse inside monasteries are starting to pile up. The rape of young boys has become so bad that some monasteries have started to hand out condoms condoms to stop the growing spread of venereal diseases. Should I remind you that the monasteries are supposed to be celibate? As we mentioned earlier, Kalu Rinpoche was a Tibetan Buddhist lama, one of the fierce meditation masters to teach the West. Before his death, he revealed the woman he would choose to reincarnate through. When, he, when the chosen woman gave birth to the son... The young child was placed in a monastery. Kalo Rinpoche, the supposed reincarnate child, eventually broke silence and told about being brutally raped as a young boy by a gang of older monks over and over and over again in his room every single week. Their abuse was hardcore. Quote, they just banged the door harder, and I had to open, he recalled. I knew what was going to happen. And after that, you become more used to it, he said. It wasn't until Kalu left the monastery on a three-year retreat to the West that he realized how wrong the practice actually was. How many thousands of young children have been handed over to live in monasteries under these same conditions? Who can these children turn to for help when the predators that prey on them are the spiritual leaders of their society? Who can see the tears of these innocent little children when they cry out in fear and pain and have no one to turn to? Their pain eventually turns to callousness and acceptance. And in most cases, they perpetrate the same cycle of, of abuse on the next generation of young boys that was afflicted upon them. Christians around the world must be brave enough to come together, tackle this problem through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and help the children who are subjected to this kind of brutal torture. When you're praying for Tibetan Buddhism today, remember these three things. One, Buddhist monks have unfettered access to helpless children every year. Two, children don't even know that they're being abused because they are isolated from anyone who would defy the teachings or actions of their leaders. And three, pray that Christians around the world both hear and answer the cries of the Tibetan children 
who were being abused inside the walls of monasteries, who would shine a light on the darkness and raise awareness of the problem to put an end to this age-old practice. Today's scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 18, verses 3 through 7. And said, Verily I say unto you, Except you be converted and become as, a little, cho- as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whosoever receive one of these little children, my name receiveth me. But whosoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me it is better for him that a millstone were hung about his neck and he were drowned into the depth of the sea woe unto the world because of offenses for it must needs be that offenses come but woe to the man by whom the offense cometh Thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time. Coming to you live on delay from somewhere deep within the enemy's territory. God bless.